Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. And of course, because I've got such a good streak of saying this, my next live show is tomorrow, Tuesday the 20th of August at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. Free entry, doors open at 7.30, and there will be music from myself, Kin Soul, Izzy, and Rose White and Jack. So that is Saddest Night Out Live, number three, at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street, Tuesday, 20th of August. Go to facebook.com forward slash saddest night out for more details. Another episode, another newcomer to the podcast family. Today I am speaking to Shane Gabra. He is another international performer at the open mics that I host. He hails from Copenhagen and At the time I spoke to him, I had this conversation with him just before the Sunday open mic night at the Plough. And he told me he had played, well, I think you're here as well. He had played six nights in a row. This is someone who is not wasting any time in getting more confident and improving their skills on the stage. And in this chat, he tells us who he is and how he came to have such a focused attitude. So this is me talking to Shane Gabra, and I'll catch up with you more afterwards. Enjoy. It's Sunday, we're outside the plough, the open mic hasn't started yet. I'm here with another newcomer to the podcast and a relative newcomer to the open mic. Would you kindly introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, I'm uh, Shane Gabra. I'm an artist from Copenhagen and uh, I write songs and I, yeah, I, I produce, and I, I co-produce with uh, two other guys uh, and then I, I simply love performing as well. So, when did you come to London? I came uh, Tuesday last, uh, Monday last week, the 12th of August. And how many times have you performed since you've been here? Uh, tonight will be the sixth night in a row. Six nights in a row? Yeah. So, when did this hardcore performing edge of yours begin? When did you first start taking the stage? Uh, it started slowly in August uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been using three years in the lab, just producing music. Okay. And then I started doing open mics a little bit. And then during the year, it just took, took more and more and more. So you started open mics back in Copenhagen? Back in Copenhagen, yeah. What's the music scene like there at that stage? Are there lots of open mics? Are there lots of people at that early stage of music? Um, well, yes. No, not in comparison with London. So London is, you could say, more developed. The scene, there's, there's much more opportunities in places. So as an example, in Denmark, you can go in Copenhagen open mics on Sunday, uh, Monday and Wednesday. But here you can do it every night in <laughs> okay. different places. Okay, so you've got that over Copenhagen then? Yes, yes. So you started performing a year ago um, and you were in the lab make, producing music three years before that. Yeah. Does your career in music go back even further? Um, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's like with everything like goes up, up and down, but it started December 1999. That's a very specific memory there. Yeah, what happened then? Well, I, I couldn't sing and I couldn't play anything. I couldn't write anything. But I had monoclosis. Uh, I was an athlete runner, so I couldn't run. So I had all this energy. Right. So I was trying to sleep and then I started writing. Uh-huh. And I knew it was a song, but I tried to sleep. So I was a bit annoyed. And then I wrote like four something. Wow. And then, then I started taking, started practicing guitars, singing lessons. And then it's been like, then I gave it three years, then I started working, relationship. And then three years ago, I ended a good long relationship. And then I said, this is what I always wanted. I'm going to give it full throttle. You decided to come back to music, the love that was always there. 
uh, it's yeah you could say yeah a comeback with a vengeance <laughs> <laughs> like it. so before you started making your own music yeah actually no when you started making your own music were there certain artists you had in mind was there a style you were already going for and no uh, no because I I've never I've never played covers and I'm really horrible at it okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would say no but what I loved it when I was younger is I'll still do is anything with a nerve where you can really feel the emotional touch of the singer so when I was younger it would be like the, the grunge wave but also you too um, and of course uh, Michael Jackson uh, George Michael because I can sense their, their nerve and it's the same with artists today uh, I like anything rap classic if I just if I just feel this this touch of emotion that's what you're looking for yeah that's what I'm looking for that, that's what I, I tried that's my own aim to bring out my own emotionality and then uh, I love rhythm as well I, lo- I love to move yeah. so I that kind of comes in natural so you said you started performing in this most recent way the year ago yeah before that you spent three years in the lab yeah what is the lab and what were you doing there uh, well the lab uh, is well just means uh, either at home or a home studio or a studio at the company where I work where I found like a place where I could so that means just r- looking at things I wanted to improve so I would be writing things. First, I would just be finding loops, making songs. Mm-hmm. Or I would look at my old songs, and I had guitar parts I had written, do that. And then it, then it moved on, became more mature. So I started to say, I want to write better. So I looked at all what I thought was the best. And I didn't copy them, but I kind of looked, what's the structure, what's the flavor? And then I, wrote, I set a goal, one song a week for a year. And then three months I had done that, then I start moving on to the next week's part, which which would then be how to harmonize, how to make melodies. So I'm sorry, you said super loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's a drum beat. Just going back yeah. to <laughs> so one song a week for a year. After three months, you went into a new weekly challenge, which was yeah, and that that was to uh, then I started taking singing lessons. Okay. So and I knew specifically what I wanted. So I went to these coaches, and they might have other things to give. Uh, but I, I, I found one was Robert Lunde from Seattle and then I found a couple of Danish women in, in Denmark and uh, th- that kind of gave me like, uh, what, I, what I was looking for but what I didn't get was I wanted to be able to really understand harmonization so I wanted to go through the whole you could say the whole court wheel and then be able to just do all of the scales so I went to, to a song teacher and said this is what I want and then I've been starting to practice that so I get the feel of it because I believe the different scales have different emotion qualities That's why I'm, but I know I'm good at maybe a few of them right. and when I play guitar I can only play three of them okay. <laughs> but, on the, but on the lab or on the computer mm. I, can, I can do anything then I'm free uh, but uh, that's why I do backing track and guitar because yeah. there's, there's, with the guitar I, also, I love to improvise so uh, I, I found out once when I did a gig I played a lot of music and I lost the crowd mm-hmm. and then I guess desperation I said give me some keywords I made a song I never practiced it and I never it always works so and I love to do that that's, that's, and I do that with the guitar yeah. and that's no easy task either I don't think I can't remember any other artist I've had at an open mic who improvised on the guitar with the audience that was really impressive yeah, thanks so there's quite a clear 
step-by-step approach that you've had to music this far absolutely what lies ahead is it still applying that approach to what you want to do next um well next is uh, is uh, two things clear i want to say three if there's something open mm-hmm. but uh, one thing i'm looking at the moment is to become much better at you could say the basic melodies so i got the harmonies mm-hmm. uh, in place and now i'm kind of working on melodies a cappella which i'm really bad at I'm, <laughs> I, i have good ears mm. so when i hear it and if i practice 100 times yeah i can get it but i want to be able to like uh, know if i do uh, let's say uh, if i do a certain melody pattern i want i want to be able to do that a cappella and even improvise it and know this is the tone my maybe not absolute but at least relatively meaning so that so that the uh, intervals are right yeah so that's so i'm practicing that at the moment then second i organized the con- concert myself in copenhagen because i was tired of like playing two tracks yeah so so i, I organized it and then i played for 80 minutes mm-hmm. i played uh, 60 tracks and then and then two uh, impros and from that there wasn't many people but it was success i never felt as good and i had a cameraman and i had um, and i had a sound man and the next step is i want to take this and then go to uh, booking management so right now I'm, i'm getting these these edited so that that's so that's the two things better melodies keep on doing impros and improving and then three it is to use uh, this footage to try and get uh, booking management so i can come out and play Uh, without having to go just on the open mics. Yeah, to play your own show. Absolutely. So, uh, where yeah. can people find you online to see how you're doing with those goals? Uh, well, they can on Instagram. They can go on Sham Gabra Music, S H A M G A B R Music, mm-hmm. and the same on Facebook. And then I have a web page that's the same www.shamgabrmusic.com. And then if they go to Spotify, iTunes, Apple, and all of these, it's just Sham Gabra. S H A M G A B R. Sham, thank you very much for your time. It's absolute pleasure, and uh, I will tell everyone you're a wonderful host with an amazing energy and a, you could say a good resonance to the voice. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and on that lovely note, thank you, Sham. <laughs> thank good you. luck with your performance thank tonight. You so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And that was that. Thank you very much, Shame, for talking to me. And apologies for pronouncing your name incorrectly at the open mics. Because his name is spelt S-H-A-M, I have been very guilty of introducing him as Sham. But as you heard yourselves, it's pronounced Shame Gabra. He's a fantastic performer. I've seen him play three of my open mic nights now. The first one he played was at the Littleton Arms in Camden when it was an exceptionally busy night. Because as well as our open mic night, there was a birthday party and an office party happening. So the whole pub was rammed, full of people who didn't know there was about to be live music. And that can always be a bit intimidating. But here he performed with a backing track at that night. And it was a bit of a dance atmosphere that he brought. And it blew the house down. Everybody loved it. Then I next saw him at the Nelsons in Hoxton and he played acoustic guitar. And as he said himself, the second song he did, he improvised, which is not a common occurrence at these open mic nights. It's a very brave thing to do. And again, he nailed it. And then at the plow, just after we had this conversation, he performed to a backing track where he did two songs I hadn't heard him do yet. 
And when it came to his second song, he asked the audience, do you want to hear something pop or something wild? And the people demanded something wild. And boy, did he deliver. I don't know quite how to describe it. You're just going to have to try and catch him yourself so you can see what it was that I witnessed. But he is a very impressive performer. And I really like how almost scientific his attitude is towards what he wants to work on and what he has worked on in the past. A song, was it a song a day for months at a time or a song a week? Just that diligence, that commitment to taking the time to make the progress. It's not going to happen overnight. It will be a slow process, but it requires commitment to achieve it. And he mentioned somewhat briefly that he was an athlete, but I think he said he had an injury. And so that's what led to music. I think that athletic spirit lives very strongly in him he's just applied it to the arts or maybe you know sport could be seen as an art that's another episode altogether but i can only imagine i'm not much of an athlete myself but i can only imagine that you have to subscribe to something of a regimented lifestyle when you are a really committed professional athlete your diet your exercise routines when and where you prepare for which events are coming up you really have to live your life by a strict calendar in order to achieve what you want to achieve. And he might not partake in those sports anymore, but that mindset is very evident in how he's approaching his music. He wants to work on scales, he wants to work on melody, he wants to work on harmony. So I can only imagine, maybe in his phone or something, he's got his calendar filled up with appointments, all geared towards helping him strengthen his weak spots. So thank you very much, Shane, for your time. And he said he is leaving on Wednesday, so I don't know if I'll get to see him again. I don't know if he'll be coming to my show, which, by the way, did you know I'm playing another live show? It's Tuesday, the 20th of August, which happens to be tomorrow. And that is at Road Trip on Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. Go to facebook.com forward slash saddest night out for more details i don't know if he'll be there he mentioned to me during the night that there are some other open mics he wants to check out so this conversation i had with him might have been the last time i'll see him before he has to head back but i hope it's not too long before i see him again folks as well as this episode being a fantastic conversation with shane gabra it's also the first episode that i am recording from caffrey studios I can't even remember which episode number it is when I interviewed Sydney Angelino, the person behind Caffrey Studios. But I've actually been spending the night here for, I think, three nights now. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And I'll be doing it again tonight because I've got guitars here. There's equipment here. I can record here. I can practice here. It has somewhat made sense. So this is the first time I'm recording a podcast from somewhere that isn't my bedroom, which is why you can't hear that familiar whirring in the background. <clears throat> Pardon my voice going a bit hoarse there. But you might hear the remnants of a band rehearsing in the background instead. That's because I'm in the foyer area. And apologies for this episode going up a little bit late, but I've been really burning the candle at both ends, if that's the term, in preparation for tomorrow's show, which I'm really excited about. So... Once again, playing a show tomorrow night, go to facebook.com forward slash saddest night out to check out the details. Forgive my voice sounding the way that it does. It has been a long day. Thank you once more, Shane, for talking to me for this episode. And I will, of course, 
put some links up to where you can find out more about him online. That's all from me on this one. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.